Oh, gotcha. Okay. Studios. It's JP, Kathy, and the crew. All right. Well, happy back to the work week. Is that a thing? Shabrielle's like shaking her head, going, uh, there's no such thing as happy back to the work week. Well, maybe there is, especially if you're saving lives and taking care of people like our guest today and every Monday. Um, First thing on our show is Dr. Norm Clothier. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And I love my job. You're right. So, there you go. I know. But there's no way away from it anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's always medical you gotta, you talk gotta go where I am. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, it's great. But, to, it's yeah, great to see you. Blessed. And yeah, you are. You are very blessed. And we are very blessed to have you as part of our show for all these years. And we really appreciate all the good information you bring to us. Um, you know, it, and so. A lot of times we get proactive questions. So after Monday's show, a number of people pinged us and said, is the monkeypox thing just a, a one isolated, one one case situation? Um, can you have Dr. Clothier say something about it next week? So I thought, you know, obviously we always like to bring follow-up questions from the crew to you. So was that an isolated incident? Is that something that people need to be worried about? Right. The fair answer is probably yes and no, in that it was probably isolated and probably not uh, in terms of worry. So, you know, this is an interesting case study, though, because the um, Cox virus family includes smallpox, uh, the the pox family virus. Right. I'm not sure what. <laughs> you know, the pox family virus, pox viridae. I was like, that's a new thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about a donor to my college back years ago. But anyway, uh, the um, pox family, the pox viridae, includes smallpox and monkeypox. And monkeypox, as we alluded to last week, very cool sounding. You know, it's it's kind of an interesting term. It's almost like Lyme disease as opposed to tick-borne illness. You know, it's it's just got a little bit of a, a nice little hooked to it so uh but it is a virus that was first found in labs and monkeys back in about the 50s and 60s and is mostly found in uh rainforests of africa and there was a guy that came over from africa entered into the atlanta airport and then the dallas uh, love field airport and was found to uh be sick and so he was immediately isolated and he apparently by all reports has monkeypox so this would be the first case to hit north america since 2003 there were 47 cases in the general midwest back in 2003 that were also related to travel and interestingly i and i didn't know this exists but there apparently are people that have prairie dogs as pets i'm kind of thinking that's not much of a pet yeah i'd go with the dog skip the yeah i was gonna say dogs Um, cats you know Bearded dragons, fish. Yeah. I've never heard of a prairie dog uh, as a pet. Bearded dragons are pretty boring, too. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I had never heard of that either. And maybe the wave ended because 
47 people got sick with monkeypox that have been apparently carried with a shipment of these um, traveling prairie dogs uh, for pets. And so it hit Ohio, kind of that general, you know, Midwest, Ohio, Michigan uh, area and was isolated to 47 people and there were no deaths. In Africa, there's a 10% death rate. And so now we have this one guy in Dallas. He's in isolation. Now here's the case. And is, is he still is. in isolation, Doctor Clothier? It's you know oh, this yeah. is a, okay. So so it's not one of those things like you know ten to fourteen days and then you're out. He'll be in isolation for well, longer than that, or no? It, it'll be fourteen days plus scabbing over of any lesions. Okay. But we're okay, within gotcha. that fourteen. Okay. This would probably be. You could probably have him on the show later today. He may get out today. <laughs> but well, if anyway. you have a way to get in touch with him, okay. <laughs> I think his identity will be very secret. Um, here's the interesting case report side of this, though. So the reason I would say don't worry is that this is one case. You may remember a few years ago we had a death from Ebola. Yes. And people got kind of panicky, and they thought, you know, what happens if this breaks out? And it'd be horrible. We would have a lot of deaths. We'd have a lot of illness. Our society would kind of shut down. Because there be an infectious disease that's spreading around that needs to be taken seriously. That in that in the case of Ebola, there's no vaccine for. There is no vaccine for monkeypox right. because it's a relatively rare isolated illness. You know, it hasn't really hit the world. However, its cousin, smallpox, was eradicated in 1980 because there was a vaccine. And right. I just want to point that out that there was a worldwide disease phenomenon that was very severe the medical scientists developed a vaccine and it was eradicated and that wasn't considered in any way at least today i don't think people are talking back to the politics of that or or you know man i wish they hadn't killed out smallpox because it was all we didn't have social media back then i think there's a lesson (laughs) we didn't have social media back then that's a huge difference (laughs) big old difference the other case things about this case I find are manifold, really. One is this guy was identified on a flight, and so there were other people, but it is an airborne virus, and people were wearing masks on the flight, and no one else on the flight has developed symptoms of the illness. Okay. And I think that is rather telling. That's a mask that they had on on the flight that covers the face, and it keeps people from spreading droplets. A second feature is the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, which is beat up every day now, identified this individual, put him in isolation, and stopped the outbreak at one person. Okay. One person in the Western Hemisphere of the Earth. And I think it's fascinating <laughs> to me that the CDC does work to uh, control disease. Their name is Centers for Disease Control. And I think it's it should be noted that they have controlled that disease. And you're right about this being the social media age, obviously. I don't know that anybody would know there was a case of monkeypox in Dallas if it weren't for, you know, news and social media because they contained it so quickly that it doesn't need to be worried about. Now, wow. again, if this had some fancy... You know, Pox Viridae name, I don't know that it'd be as talked about as monkeypox. I think that 
is a good headliner for news programs and things like that. But that you know, the key is the Centers for Disease Control identified a bad organism, put the person in isolation. The spread was stopped by masking because it's airborne, and hopefully everyone in the Western Hemisphere has no more worry about that other than trying to remember maybe in a few months how long ago that was that a guy showed up with monkeypox. Right. So I think there are lessons in that about COVID. You know, we I think COVID is a non-political virus by all I can tell, and I think we need to realize that spreading the virus, and it is on the uptick again. There are many more cases than there were just three weeks ago. It's up more than 100% in case reports in terms of, you know, it has more than doubled in the last three weeks. And, you know, people get very angry about the idea of stopping spread because they perceive that that's a governmental thing. But it is also a constitutional right of the government to protect us from our enemies. And I think our enemy in this case is the virus. And I think we got to get realistic about that. Yeah, I had a patient this past week that told me he was he agreed with the idea of the vaccine and thought it was good science, but he's not going to get it because Biden made it and wants him to have it. And I thought, you know, the, the uh, President Trump was the one who uh, increased the supply of syringes and needles and had the FDA approve the uh, Pfizer vaccine on uh, December 14th of 2020. And that was during the presidency of President Trump. Right. Inauguration day was January 20th. So of 21. So I pointed that out and he said, no, it was Biden and I'm not getting the shot. And, and I think, and, and, here's, and you know, and, and you know, I'm practice. conservative. You're conservative. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I voted for President Trump, was a huge supporter of his. Um, that's one of those things. Biden wasn't even in, in office at the time. Um, right. I, I think everybody gets swept into the conspiracy theories. And, and my big thing is when you're talking about freedoms and, and you and I have talked about this before. This is where, okay, the government's, I don't want them to come knocking on our doors saying you need to be vaccinated. Just everybody proceed. I think people, we the people can be smart about this and fight it. Like you said, it's an enemy that's out there. We can fight it without the government having to step in and tell us what to do. I think people are scared about another shutdown. So then let's do what we need to do to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. So get the vaccines. Good medical science. Is it perfect? No. But. I would suggest there's nothing perfect on this earth. You're not going to have 100% anything. In fact, to me, one of the most shocking things in medical history is that smallpox was stopped by the vaccine because that required basically 100% vaccine rate. And that will not happen again. We have enough people that just won't. But if you don't want to get the vaccine, I would suggest get a will and discuss with your family what you plan to do, uh, what they should plan to do when you're on the ventilator, uh, because I think it is a very serious virus. The Delta variant is very contagious. It doesn't necessarily make people sicker than the prior variants, but it does seem to be more contagious. And those people who have had the vaccine are not the ones ending up in the hospital and on the ventilator at this point. They may get the virus, but they are not nearly as sick. And I think everyone who has been obstinate about the vaccine just needs to rethink that and realize that it is a serious, 
virus. And I also have a little news on that is that it is a worldwide virus. It's not just in the United States. It's not confined to our borders. And I think it's new that we need to realize that this is a worldwide apolitical, non-political virus. And well, and, and again, that's one of those things. This you see how different parts of the world are handling it. And again, I think you know Americans. I think you know we're we're the greatest on God's green earth. So be smart about it. Do what you have to do. You know, and a lot of people do not want to get the vaccine. Then that's your choice. Then proceed accordingly, kind of a thing. So if you you know if you've got somebody who's ill in your home, or um, you know you've got a, a child or somebody or yourself with a compromised immune system, that's one of those things. And again, another reason to go and get back to your doctor. Talk with your doctor about what are the health risks worth um, versus the health benefits. Uh, you know, you're hearing of people not going in to see their doctor often enough. I'm 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 overdue for my um, annual blood test, which I'm going hopefully note to self make make doctor's appointment today. Um, you know, a lot of people are overdue for different exams. I've even heard, and this may be something for us to talk about on a future show, um, the rise of type two diabetes and um, uh, obesity with kids, because a lot of kids skipped, the parents skipped the well visit for their kid, um, you know, which, which I, I just, I can't imagine, but, but they did. Um, and so you've got, um, where maybe a kid would have been pre-diabetic and they could have been put on a more you know healthy lifestyle pattern since the parents weren't able to get them in because of the pandemic or they were afraid to take them to the doctor or whatever the case may be um you've got some real serious health issues besides covid that i think you're going to see us dealing with you know alcoholism's on the rise all you know um mental health issues are on the rise there's all these things so i think the fallout from covid you know, you know, second to getting the disease itself is all of the fallout that comes from it health-wise. Yes, we often talk in medicine about morbidity and mortality. And the mortality, of course, is the death rate. The morbidity is all the bad problems that happen because of a disease state. And I think that, you know, the, the multiple domino effect that you're talking about is huge. And, you know, 95% of people I think now have gained weight during yep. uh, COVID uh, restrictions, pandemic restrictions, because they've just fallen into bad habits. And it's amazing to me how many people say, oh, you know, I can't lose weight because I can't exercise. And I'm like, get out and walk. You know, you can go walk out, around uh, the block. That's yeah. actually one of those things. Yeah. You know, I go for a walk every day. I tell you, I hear all the time. It's too hot in the summer. Well, I went out this morning at 5.30, and it was 76 degrees. Right. That's actually not bad. It was not too hot, and I did survive it. And, you know, <laughs> You live to tell the story and come on the show. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, I mean, and you, you know, even talked about. You've, real quick, so I want to brag on you because you have, you know, ever since you've been on our show, you've talked about just walking. It's free. You can do it anywhere. I yeah. mean, you've talked about going into malls before they open when it's raining. There's all kinds of – there's always a workaround for, for the walking, and it doesn't cost anything. And you're right. So I know everybody's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable going to my gym, or I didn't want to wear a mask when I went back to my gym. And I get it, but get out. Just get outside. Walk out your front door and walk. Absolutely. And, yeah, there are all kinds of ways 
to do a workaround. There actually are walking videos on like Amazon, Netflix that you can walk yep. inside in place or even just a few feet if you have a, you know, the rare, like, uh, let's say we had a winter storm or something and you need to yep. have an option. Uh, where I work, there's a parking garage, there's actually security and there's plenty of room to walk and you can walk in, you know, something like that. If it's raining outside, there's yep. just all kinds of options. Don't let that stop you. And so, I always hear that euphemism of I've got to get back in the gym and, you know, they close the gym. So, boy, I can't do anything but eat. And that is not true. You just have to find the way to do things in a reasonable way. And I think that's very smart. So speaking of physical activity, I do think we ought to talk about USA basketball. Excellent transition. And, uh, <laughs> what's going on there? Uh, you know, we lost that game yesterday to France that yep. never – um, frankly, it should have been lost. And, you know, it, um, I, I think France has been a, a fair ally through the years. It's nothing personal against them. It's just that we have what should be a very good basketball team. And, you know, I, I watched it. I actually, you know, of course, because of the time difference, I knew the, the outcome. And I watched it to see what was going on because I wondered, you know, how could we manage to lose this game? And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of shocking. And I think it's has lessons for us in life. One is, I think the majority of the players were going through the motions. There was no excitement. The only thing yeah. I can think about on that is, you know, they have decided it's not in any way a privilege to represent America. And, you know, mm. when I see the French player and when I hear about Luca's performance for Slovenia, you know, they are excited for their country. They're excited to represent their country. And these guys are, you know, lackadaisical multimillionaires made rich from our country, but they don't want to, at least politically, they don't want to say they're representing America as a pride issue. In fact, they are more likely to say they are somewhat embarrassed to be representing America. And, you know, that is just so messed up on so many levels. It is. And it's I think horrible. they frankly didn't care. They didn't want to win for the nation. No. And they are really, you know, they're not getting paid extra. They just have their millions already. So, you know, why win, frankly? And I, that kind of showed. I, there was a about a two-minute mm. time in the third quarter where we played a little defense, and it was impressive. We stopped the French team three or four times down the court, and then we quit again. And, you know, it, it's just, uh, I think it's rather sad, honestly. And then, Another thing, just speaking about offense and defense, is the offense we run is the same as all NBA offenses now, right. which is go down, circle the three-point line, look for the guy in the corner only, and that's it. That's what we do. And the other teams actually are running offensive plays, the, the teams from other nations. They have, they have like, pick and roll. They have a cut. They have a pass inside. They drive. Um, it. It's an extremely more um, complicated game the way it should be. The finesse is there. We're looking for the corner shot where the guy just kind of stands there until the ball comes to him and he shoots. And, you know, we didn't shoot. Uh, again, I don't think we necessarily cared that much. And then, you know, once the French team figured out that that was the pass, they'd go over and, and pick off the pass going down the sideline and, you know, create a scoring opportunity for themselves so i think lackadaisical approach is something you don't want for anything you don't no. want that for your job you don't no. want that for your family 
you don't want that for, you know, just life situations. And I think there's so much to be said for having goals. And, and one of them, at least with the Olympics, should be to support your country Amen. and patriotism. And I think that's the lost art at the moment. So I think we need to uh, get that refocus going. Maybe this will be a little bit of a wake-up call because ultimately it should be embarrassing to lose the first game in 17 years in the Olympics. And, you know, I hope those guys will pay attention to that. I didn't see them looking upset after the loss. They walked off the court like, oh, let's go, you know, find something else to do now. And yeah, it, uh, was, it was really it, the body language was significant yeah the body language was significant i'm really glad you brought that up and and i'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this obviously you're a big supporter of basketball you're you've been a basketball fan your whole life um you've coached you know many of your kids teams uh you know so you're very active it's a it's a sport that like i want i want this to be like oh gosh um the team from i'm trying to think which year it was the, the dream team um you know which one i'm talking about in the olympics and all of yeah, those players, yes, they, thank you. That everybody they wanted to be there to to cheer America on to say we're number one. They wanted to be there to, um, uh, you know, to play for their country. And and I felt like this was just such a lackluster. And you could tell in their body language, it was kind of like it was almost like a it was kind of like a burden, or it was kind of a they they were being put out by playing and representing Team USA. And so I don't get it. If you don't want that, if you don't want the honor and the glory of being a patriot and doing what you love to do, representing the country that allows you to do that, I mean, these people make millions upon millions of dollars to shoot a basketball through a hoop. So if you don't dig that, then step aside. You know, step aside and let somebody else in. Yeah, it's just craziness. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, it's just sad. I think it's a it's a sad loss for America. It's a, you know, some would interpret it as the end of what has been a great nation and a great patriotism. Obviously, those things kind of bug me because I want my kids to be able to grow up in a country yes. with freedom and yes. and excitement for the country. And you know, it when your your sort of public approach is, oh, we are so ashamed to be Americans from your government. I think it's a problem. Yep. And I think that that ultimately has to be corrected. And that's why I want conservatives to live through COVID. Yeah. And I think we need that. You, you've just been the uh, Segway you know, King I, today. We don't need. <laughs> that's right. So, I love it. It's, well, uh, you know, it's just important. Well, it is. And, you know, and your health well, is important. So get in there and, you know, go get a checkup. Talk to your doctor. Um, you know, if you've got concerns, questions about the vaccine, talk to your doctor about it. Um, you know, um, and, and how, how can people get in touch with your office? Uh, we're at FHCATX.com, which I know is a handful, but it's Family Health Care Associates, Texas, essentially. FHCATX.com. Or my office at 214-575-3422. And, uh, you know, if we're searchable, we we have, an, uh, you know, it, look us up. And we have 11 offices through the Metroplex. Uh, my partners would be very happy to see people and, and help serve the community. We love it. Well, we just appreciate you and um, your c- contribution to the show. And, yeah, bummer about the USA men's basketball team. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I I just don't see any pep in their steps. So we we shall see. 
But thanks so much, Dr. Clothier. Have a blessed week. Very good. Have a, thank you. You too. Thanks. And I know uh, JP and I are going to talk a little more Olympics, but, um, oh, did you get a haircut or did you style it? I did. Both. It looks, it looks nice. Oh, you Am got I a haircut hot? last week. He is. I think I, I Am can. Am I hot? Well, yes, you are. That was really what that question was. Yes, you are. You're hot. hot. You're hot as heck. Ooh, hot as heck. <laughs> what? What is this? Is that the same as hot as H E double hockey sticks? Oh, see, and you did hockey sticks I like know. I like. See, I see what you, you did. Well, before we talk a little Olympics and we talk um, some gymnastics, I wanted to give a shout out to some members of the crew who had significant. Um, life happenings and um one missy um, melissa yance laurent um she um had a very successful surgery on thursday um those of you i know there's been some people who have been praying for her who are members of the crew um she goes back for follow-up today so hopefully we'll find out today if it's spread to the lymph nodes the doctor said when i saw her after surgery that um it looked like the lymph nodes were clean and she believes the the breast cancer was contained and so hopefully that means no more treatments so so melissa we're still praying for you and she still has a gofundme active account um because she did as a result of being sick from her job lose lose her job so um definitely want to help her out especially pray for her and then um our friend uh desiree desiree brown uh, was named big the time. yeah this is a big old award was named um, young republican national woman of the, year. of the year so i mean that's Pandemic just year. uh yeah yeah I wonder if they put an asterisk in the book like because you did it during a pandemic year. because you did it during it's a tougher harder. year it, well heck yeah it was harder um a little fact um she received the award 20 20 years and one month to the day after i received it so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I received it back in 20 years and one month. That's a little awkward. Well, no, it's not because it was, I, I received it in June. She did it in July. Years. Just say 20. It's an annual award, right? No, it's every other year. Okay. So every it's other a biannual year. award. Yeah. So just say, you know. Okay. I like to be exact. Years. I like to be exact. Yeah, Anyways, I thought that was kind of, awkward. how about, hey, Kathy, that's cool. Okay, that's <laughs> so anyway, so very excited for you, Desiree. Congratulations. Hold well deserved. Well deserved. Grab Grogu. Grogu's oh. the tell all on that. Oh, Grogu's gonna be happy. years in a month? No. <laughs> Grogu, let's hear no, you. No, let's just talk oh, about oh, Desiree. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, that's, that's okay. Yes, this is, is our version of the Magic 8-Ball. warm on that deal. <laughs> Anyways, kidding. I didn't want to make it just about kidding. me. I just wanted to throw that in as a side note. <laughs> so, kidding. Desiree, congratulations. We are thrilled for you. So well-deserved. Um, you could just tell by the pictures. She was humbled and blown away, so that's awesome. Then See, also... I have my shirt half undone. I mean, woo! No, he wouldn't. Oh. No. Like, you oh. you never drank at any of those things. You don't drink anyways. You're never the wild child. Please. Woo! Gavel in hand. Okay, well, yeah. Is your y YNRF uh, National co-chair. Co Wanted to give him a shout-out oh, as well, go. so congratulations. Off he, to D.C. He the, goes. The, yeah, the Texas, um, Texas, well, he'll be here, but... He'll be there That's a lot. That's not what his Facebook. He'll post be there a said. lot. No, he's still here. It his said wife is here. Moving to DC. No, new job. Okay, in DC. 
anyways, that's that's where the headquarters is oh. for the National YRs. Oh. And then another member of the crew, um, he and his lovely fiance, who's a member of the crew, so Brad Namdar, who's been a guest co-host on our show, and his now wife, Pia Laura, got married Saturday evening. Um, my husband and I were able to attend the wedding. It was beautiful. Um, the reception was amazing. Wonderful food. Great music. Great friendship and fellowship. So blessings to y'all and congratulations. So just lots of stuff happening for the crew over the weekend. Well, and so here's a great food question. What is that? Because I was running late this morning. So we started JP's Kitchen. Started JP's so Kitchen. So let's give a big old thumbs up. Yeah, and, so and, and big props for you for thanks. getting back on Did that. Did not gauge my time well. Um, but so here's the big food question: Would you rather eat convention food at a like a like an evening ball, or would you rather eat wedding food? Wait, say that again. Now at the convention, convention food? food, like at a ball, right? Like at a dinner, or wedding food? Is one better than the other? Oh well, now here's the thing. Here's the nachos in me. I'm, I'm a, I I can go Don't to any. Don't tell me you any, stop off at 7-Eleven ahead of time. No, I can go to any any sports convention, like you know, an American well, not, Airlines not Center or something. Political. Be, well, yeah, it's, it, it's about the same. They're usually the same because they're held in like a big venue. I'm okay with. I can I can sit down and eat a eat a bowl of nachos with jalapenos with the best of them. But like the food Saturday night at Brad and Pia's wedding, oh my goodness, we had um, filet, we had salmon, we had asparagus. But was it, it good? Was a, oh, it was literally better than restaurant quality. It was amazing. It was actually, was it salmon or was it trout? Michael, help me. I think it was Old trout. trout I think it was trout because it had some kind of an ap- apricot um, kind of like something. Like an apricot mango habanero type? Nah, not, no spices to it. No spice. Um, but it was really good. And then and the, the steak was amazing. It was... Um, it was one of the. So it was one of easy. by far the best, uh, just meals. Period that I had had. None of us have ever t- said that about convention food. Yeah, well, convention food. I can. You kind of know what you're in for. Yeah, but I'm talking like you know the ball. You pay 150 dollars for dinner, and you get oh, rubber. You're, oh, you're not talking about like when you're just going no, to, no, up, up to the sit down for a dinner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Usually that's yard bird, and but, it's usually not that good. It's usually either overcooked or. You, you've got potatoes, and they're a little crispy when they shouldn't be or yeah. something, you know. But it just goes to prove yeah. that if it was a wedding, the food is better than if it was I a think, dinner. At a con- but you're still- yeah, yeah, I think at a convention, I just don't know that you're going to have this, the quality of food and expertise in the kitchen. But it's that the you same do, facility. You know. So, well, for example. Well, no, no. Now, now, I would have to say if it's a hotel or a wedding venue, that's one thing. But if it's a big convention center. No, no, no. At, at the hotel. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like having your wedding at the, in Addison. Right. At the um, Omni, right? Right. Okay. Because I've done both. I've had conventions <laughs> and weddings at the Omni in Addison. The food at the wedding, and this was a wedding for 1,200 people. Right. Food at the wedding. And they had that, um, what's that big band that plays around here that's real famous? Emerald City? Emerald City. Whose wedding was that? How Lena cool is Oh, how cool is that? Right. And so we're Emerald talking. Emerald City rocks. Huge wedding. The food was OMG. But then. But you, I had a convention there. And it wasn't. The food was horrible. Okay, so I'm here. I'm like, help here, me out here, folks. Again, probably it depends on the amount of money you spend. 
If you're if you've got out of this world food, you've got somebody out of this world cooking it in the back in the, you in would the back. Think it'd be the same chefs. Uh, you know, but but I mean, again, and even if it is, it's going to depend on the quality of food you get to cook. So I think because if you've got nineteen thousand, you know, pressed frozen chicken breast, <laughs> they're not going to taste the same as fresh trout. You know, well, yeah, but I mean, it's the same. I mean, again, that's why I said his wedding was Lena's wedding was huge. Yeah, it was as big as it was bigger. But than and you're saying and, and that food was better than the convention. Much yeah, but at the I, same I think it's hotel, how much you spend. I ate at a. At a, at a political function, thing, food was horrible. I, I think it's how much you spend. Could be. I mean, think about it. You and I have done Lincoln Day dinners forever, political fundraisers. Right. You don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Now, South Fork last week, weekend before last, I thought the food was good. I thought it was good. I didn't. Mine was. Did cold. you get to eat it? I just ate some bites. See, my, was mine was cold because I gave a speech before I presented that award before I before I had a chance to do that. My vegetables were overcooked. Okay. See, mine was okay, but I, it was a little bit cold. I would have liked, would have liked for a microwave. I was like, I should have told him to put like a the, keep the silver thing over it until I well, get back. See, the next thing we do is we just bring a travel microwave with us. Oh yeah, there you go. The fun size. And yeah, we just the, put it on the chair next to yeah, us. There you put go. the food. Next year, note to self. Next year. Well, and, and so you know, it's one of those things. You try to raise money at a political function. You try to save money. Whereas at a wedding, once in a lifetime event. So you know. Sky's the limit, kind of but a still, thing. I, mean, I, I think pricing are still like between thirty-five and fifty dollars. I, I I guarantee you the the wedding I was at this weekend that was more, that was more than fifty dollars a plate. That uh, you'd be, was you'd um, be amazing. You'd be surprised. Um, it was amazing. It was mass so good. Purchasing is so much cheaper, right? It was. Maybe it not, was maybe really not good. The pandemic. I don't know about that. It was good. Maybe, but I've always thought that was interesting, right? So I think we should create <laughs> like a like a whole new segment of the crew, like wedding weekend crashers. Oh, call them the wedding weekend crew. And <laughs> the, we just go out and find weddings that are big, and we go well, the, eat. And that's one of the funniest movies, Wedding Crashers. Yes. Hilarious, just so funny. I, you know, and nowadays, I wonder if you can. I wonder how easy it is to crash a wedding because, like, people, like you, especially if you only know the bride or you only know the groom. Like in this case, I know, knew both of them, but if you only know one or the other. You wouldn't be suspicious of somebody you didn't know. Heck, no. 85% of the people there had never seen before. Right. You don't know. You don't know. Well, um, little cards made. Quality control. Uh, <laughs> JP, Kathy, and the crew, wedding Oh, crew. inspectors. Right. Inspectors. Okay, and, and Dr. Good made a good point. She said a lot of time at a convention center, there's a sense of urgency to get that food out before the, the keynote speaker. Well, let's go back to the hotels, though. If yeah. Talking about the hotels. Like the Renaissance. Well, no, no. She's saying even when because you've got a speaker, so it's more time sensitive. Like at a wedding, they carve out here's your time to eat. I Usually, you're having to. I, I get what she's saying that a lot of times the food gets rushed out. It's just not as good. But the taste in the yeah, I don't. Know. I, I, I somebody I'm help trying. us out. I'm thinking it's I'm money. I'm going with wedding. I'm thinking it's money. I'm going with wedding. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. think it's, I think it's money and. However that I'm goes. Oh, and Melissa wedding. said thank you for the prayers and for the shout-out. So there we you love go. you and um, hope your doctor's appointment goes very well today. Um, we were talking about the Olympics, and I know you and Coach Quigley and I, you had some harsh words to say about the USA men's basketball yeah, team. Well done. I I mean, it, they are, they it are was, one of the saddest group of athletes I've ever like, met in my life. It was like it was a chore. And, again, I didn't watch the game. I saw some highlight reels here and there, and it looked like – I mean, basically, it was like they were having to get, a, you know, what is that, a cattle prod where you z 
so it was like it was such yeah. an effort for them. Give me a break. Overpaid, narcissistic, yeah. woke, baby butts. I am. Let me tell you something. Uh, there yeah, is only just... one dream team, and it was led by Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. That's what, that we, Doctor Clothier and the I were talking only about. That dream yep. Team. That's there has never been another dream team out there. And and, so, and here's the thing: this team doesn't even couldn't even be in the same orbit with that team. No, all of those guys were out there and. It was it was so magical. It was so it was just it was glorious basketball to watch, but they were all so happy and so proud to be there. And they're like, you know, USA's number one, and they're all excited. These guys were kind of like, Ugh. I was like, if I see an eye roll come from one of those guys again, yeah. it was crazy. Well, then okay, so then you go to um, the forty six year old gymnast. Now speak. Eight, now let's talk about Olympia. somebody. Yeah, eight. Times at the Olympics. You know she this is her retirement. Taller, hmm? Did you know she never grew any taller? Oh, was it? Cause how tall how is she? she was? She's I'm, tiny. A lot of like gymnasts four, are. Nine, okay, a lot of gymnasts are, are short. I'm like, I kind of thought over 46 years well, you'd have grown or something. Simone, well, at a certain age, you stop growing. Simone, it's, Simone, um, she's like, like what, four, eight or four well, nine. She's, she's, she's tiny too. Her feet are only like that big. A lot of gymnasts are small. Have but you noticed that? Their feet are, I'm not surprised they can land. Their feet are only well, like that big. Well, but it's in proportion to their body. I don't know. Their thighs are like that big. Well, those that's solid muscle. That's what I mean. That's solid muscle. Feet, solid thighs. They're, 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 they they're all good. Yeah, so she's she has been to eight Olympics. Eight Olympics. And she, um, she, repre- she has represented, I believe, um, I read that but she's only the second female gymnast to represent three countries, more than more than two countries now, in the Olympics. Trivia, do you know why she joined the German Olympic team? Why is it? And, and let's get away. I want to make sure I've got her. Do you know how to say her last name? It's no. Oksana Chusavitinia. I'm going to let you Chusavitinia. Run with that. I don't have my computer. In front yeah, of me, I so. think it's, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. But Anyways, we didn't mean to butcher it, but we're loving on you. So. She <clears throat> represented Germany right. because of the life-saving surgery they performed on her son when he had childhood leukemia. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's 22 now or right. something like that. He's, he's a right. young adult and doing doing very and so well. she joined the German Olympic Good team. Good for her to as a shout-out. thank you. Back to Germany. That that chokes me up. Yeah, I love that. I told you that. I figured I, get you all choked I up. love that. Um, yes. And, you know, th- these are the Olympic moments you love. It, you know, she finishes her routine. Everybody knows this is her retirement. She's 46, and she's hanging with these, you know, Youngins. 16, 17, 19, 21-year-olds. And she still hit her vault. She's, she's amazing. And um, anyways, so she got a standing ovation from the crowd. Well, That's the Olympic her, spirit you like. from her competitors. Exactly. Because there was no crowd, remember? Yeah, yeah, you, so, know, yeah, you know what I mean. Teams, from from though, everybody else, she, she yeah. received a standing and ovation. And all the girls wanted to take pictures with her. And, and I thought, and I love it because they're just, the social media is flooded with pictures of her and all these yeah. other gymnasts. Huge smile. This is the Olympic spirit that you wish could resonate throughout the Olympics. Right. Do you know, JP, um, I heard a statistic this morning. Um, there were only 17 million viewers with the opening, um, that watched the opening ceremony. I think it's like the lowest viewership of the opening ceremony since 88 when it was in Seoul back in the day. I um, you know, too, too much woke. I, I'm and, telling and you, I'm way tell- too much woke. 
it's interesting because my mom called and she was like, "Are y'all watching the opening ceremonies?" And there had been a, there was a lady from Berkeley where CJ's at, at music camp right now, um, who played the piano. And I said, and I was like, oh, "Okay, you know," told my mom thanks. And I looked at Michael and I said, "I'll go find it on the internet after the fact." I just I didn't watch the opening I, ceremony. And and I'm I'm usually one of those. I am too. I used to be, you know, me and the kids used to I be there it. with American flags waving, you know, when America comes on. Just just don't feel the same because you've got too many people taking a knee, too many people rolling their eyes. Men's basketball team. Well, I was gonna say Megan Rapinoe kind of oh. ruins the whole eight-time Olympian. Um, but mm. in speaking of of that, though, I remember when NBC, yep, uh, you could purchase a package where you could buy 24 hours a day Olympic coverage. And uh, I bought that so I could watch. Any any spare time, you could have it on. I mean, Michael Johnson. Have you uh, have you even Lewis looked at anything? Um, I, wa- I went on my computer okay. and I watched skateboarding because I was curious because it's a first-time event out. Right. And so I was curious. I'm going to tell you, that's a beatdown. Oh. Let me tell you something. That is a hard sport. Highly competitive, hard sport. Oh, I, hey, I don't know how they do what they do with 16, their bodies. 16, 17-year-olds yeah. out there competing. Are you know. ready for this? I don't know how they if do If you're not careful, you walk away with a first-run score of .46. Yeah. I, like, a physically, like, I think of physics, and I'm like, how do they do that? Well, then the it's amazing. One, it the is amazing. one dude, he comes off his board, and he scissors. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that. It was no that'll, taco. That'll, that'll Brett's like, that doesn't yeah, sound good. Yeah, I remember. That'll yeah. leave a yeah. mark. But, you know. And so that's, but that's all you but, tuned in for? No, I saw that, and I watched um, some swimming. Okay. Because I wanted to see how Ledecky was going to do against the Australian. Okay. And, and how, how she, did. She lost how, okay. a silver medal. Okay. Um, very close race. Her second fastest time. It was a but, very fast run. Okay, so it was a competitive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's like Mike Phelps, right? Michael Phelps can't be Superman his whole life, right? Right. I mean, at some point you age. Yeah. And, you know, Tell that to the 46-year-old gymnast. Right. Well, but Ledecky's hitting that point. I mean, these younger girls are coming up. She's still running fast. I mean, the heat was extremely fast. Not not to beat her world record or Olympic record. Okay. Okay. That's what I was going to say. It was was her second fastest time behind her record. And so um, it, it's not Which for is lack amazing. of effort, right? Yeah. And we're talking hundreds of a second. That's cr- that's what's crazy in yeah. swimming is literally you you're watching that clock and it's point oh 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 one that right. gets you, you know. Right. But skate for me, I thought you know, and I know you're looking at me going really skateboarding. Yeah, really skateboarding because Tony Hawk was my guy back in the day. He, and uh, both huge, made it huge got popular. Got to meet yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, a very store. cool. Oh, yeah. and a van store. Absolutely. But of course, and that is so awesome. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. so cool. I had a board when I was a kid. Busted my lip, put my teeth through my lip. I mean, you know. Oh. But the thing is, is that I wanted to watch it because, again, it was the first time Olympic event. Yep. And I wanted to see how it was going to be judged and what kind of reaction. Of course, yep. no crowd. Um, which is horrible because which really a lot some people are saying there's low viewership because there's no crowd. I I think it has I think it has more to do with well for one thing I think the time factor is has something to do with it, but then also the um, uh, time difference. But then I think it's I think it's the wokeness. I I think that's well, what's turning of a lot of folks off because I, even on social media now I have some friends who are wholeheartedly watching it 110. percent You know my mom's all over it. Um, but then some people are like, 
I just won't t- tune in. And a lot of it has to do with the men's basketball team and the women's soccer team. Right. And right. and that's just that's pretty sad. That's a shame. It, you know, like Dr. Clothier was talking about. You know, when did it stop being a good thing to represent your country in a sport? that you love and that you're allowed to do because you're in this country. What what I've noticed in watching what I have watched. Right. In in the sports where these folks are trying to be woke, I see a lack of competitive edge. Yeah. I also see a lack of the next gear. Like what do you mean by well, that? Well, I mean, okay, Michael Phelps, right? Yep. 4 by 100 relay, their team. Right. They were way down. They were losing the 4 by 100 and his Michael Phelps team took it to the next gear in that last leg yep. to overcome a huge deficit and to win the 4 by 100 Yeah. And, I mean, it gives you goosebumps because you see them kick into that next gear. That gear you're not supposed to have. That you, somewhere, if you're an athlete, you're you able to find pull it. from and you find right. it. You the find the it. champion athletes right. find it. You go to the next yeah. gear. Larry Bird. <clears throat> yep. Larry Bird's back was in such bad shape. Yeah, knowing now what we knew about his back I back mean, then. that guy was in way he, bad how shape. How did he do what he did? Next level, next it, gear. It just mind over matter. That's right. And yeah. got out there and played the game. Yeah. I mean, so, yep. you know, I don't, I don't see that next gear is what I'm saying, right? They're out there playing, but I don't see their heart and their soul. Not all of them. Because Ledecky, she left it all on the table when she was swimming. You know, I, I think the women's water polo team is doing fantastic. Another team is leaving it on the table. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're pulling all gears like they're supposed to be. Um, one of the other sports I want to catch is the three-on-three basketball. Oh, okay. When is that? Is that I, I down? Can't, I okay. can't seem to find you to catch it, but I want to see that. The women's team is doing fantastic. They're finding another gear okay they need a player to step up i can't remember the lady's name she's from dallas oh and plays for the dallas women's well, team if you see something on that send me a link i'd watch that okay um and she scored eight points to win that game for the u.s team oh, and so wow. she stepped up went to the next gear you know and here's the thing right you see the hunger of the women's team yep. and you see the lackadaisicalness of the men's team it's way just underpaid, so obvious, yeah. Way, way overpaid. overpaid, yeah, exactly. So. And, and it just, it just kind of, it just makes you ill because again, they live in a country where because you can shoot an orange ball through a hoop that's kind of high in the air, you can make millions of dollars. Well, right. be very appreciative of that fact that you get to go off and be a millionaire doing what you love. There are people who are in other countries who are working in a sweatshop hoping to get a shot at being on their Olympic basketball team, and they're making, you know, dollars a day. So it just yeah. – anyway. And then, of course, in golf news, we had two of our top golfers yes. out yep. because of COVID-19. Yeah, that was that – was, so. that's been heartbreaking. I really do feel for the athletes who get there, and you know they've done everything and they've been isolated, nobody's been around them, and then they – they test positive for COVID-19. That would just be so tough. Well, Chambro um, is out, and I can't remember who our number two golfer is, but he's out because yeah. of COVID-19. Yeah. So, you know, and then have a whole team have to step out and in volleyball, to, yeah. and you, I, you win by a bye. Yeah. Nobody wants to win by a bye. No, by not at this level of athletics. No. This isn't, you know, this isn't your fourth grade volleyball team kind of a thing. This isn't... Um, yeah, the, these are people who they want the toughest competition because they truly want to be able to say, we were the best of the best. Right. You know, that, and that's the way the Olympics should be. Speaking of best of the best, Texas, a Texas girl, um, Simone Biles, who I just I just love her. She, ha- she did have, um, she said she feels like she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders, and she really does. I know she had an, um, an event last night 
Um, she stepped off the mat, so I know that that will cost you, but her routine, the level of difficulty was so through the roof that it didn't cost her as much, and she should be able to compete in the all-around and hoping for a gold medal for her. I just, well, she is, and she has that Olympic spirit, and you can tell she's she's proud to be there. Um wonder if, now I was going to say, I wonder if it is a male-female thing, but no, because then when you've got old Megan on the soccer team who's not happy to be an American, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else and see if you can right. be who you are here in America. Well, we have a um, long line of U.S. women gymnasts yeah. who have carried the team, right? Yep. And we and, always and, found and who And Texas. Are. Yeah. Uh, Mary know. Lou Retton Um Well, uh, and uh, uh, L- 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 Natasha... Oh, who well, was... Right here in Allen. Yeah, that's the one. Who am I thinking of yeah, from Parker? Just, well, um, you just... Took it right out of my brain. I had her, and now she's gone. Yeah, somebody help us out with that one. And then Shannon. Yep. Did a great job. She's from Oklahoma. But um, but Simone, you know who you're talking about. But I now I can't. It's just you gone. know who I'm. She's yeah. She's from Allen. Yeah, gymnast in Allen. Yeah, I know. I um, remember her name. But Simone Biles. Um, and this this will be her final Olympics. She's 24. Had a couple of them because I've got yep. a Wheaties box signed by. I can't remember the gal's uh, oh, name. Oh, that's cool. Um, who was in Doctor Nix's house office? Oh, there you go. Yeah. And she tried to be a singer afterwards. What is her name? God, I'm getting old. We're getting all these gymnast names. Oh, no, I'm not Le, not Lipinski. She was another gym. No, she was an ice skater. Who <laughs> I was it? I don't know. Um, but some oh, other news in the Olympics, crazy. which is interesting. How about this? How about showing up, look it up to the beach volleyball and you're not going to wear the required outfit because <laughs> you don't believe that they should have to wear bikini bottoms and a sports bra on top. So, and that was a country that did that. They showed up in bike shorts. And interesting. They, and the Olympic Committee had to get that worked out. What happened? What ended up uh, happening? They ended up getting to play. I think they had to follow protocol and get dressed out. I'll have to look it up to follow up. I Yeah, but I'd be anxious country, to see that. It seems like that's something you would take up with the Olympic Committee before the Games if you right, knew no, that they you— They showed up in their biker shorts. Okay, interesting. It seems like you would take— you would be proactive and take care of that ahead of time. Maybe if it's a religious thing or a country thing, and I think or it was it's a, a religious it's thing. and and I where I can completely understand that, but you would know that ahead of time. Yeah, but that was the thing, though. Interesting. Yeah, if I, yeah, I'd love to see the follow up on that. Yeah. God, what was that? Oh my God, that's making me crazy. We had a big parade for her. She was a silver medal winner um, all around that year. Um, oh, doggone it! Somebody from the crew, help us out. Coupon girl. I don't have my thing um, on, so. Oh. Anyways, I know you're talking about, but we've had two Allenites, and the other one was a gold medal winner. Um, and again, we in Dr. Nix's house office, and I don't remember. He went to Allen High School. Um, nonetheless, as the Olympics continue to roll on, it's curious to see what wokeness is going to come out of the Olympics, how much of a protest is going to be allowed. What I loved about um, the the skating part, the skateboarding part, right? Nobody protested. They just went out and had everybody's a good time. pumped. Well, everybody well, they're happy time. to be there. They're right. appreciative to be there they to are. be a sport. And yeah. they were enjoying it. I mean, and some of them were kids. Nastia Lukin. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> that was going to make me crazy. Now, who's the other lady? Who's the other lady who uh, was in Talon High School and was a gold medal all around winner? And um, they even got her name on the Nastia city when he entered the city. So. It's going to be interesting that. to see the wokeness. Um, first okay, that first crazy. time for a brother-sister to win a gold medal within right. an hour of each other in judo. Japanese brother and sister. The Japanese sister 
And of course, you know, Japan considers itself the home of judo. Right. Okay, like that's where it began, the history of it. Okay. And so she wins a gold medal. Then the brother turns around an hour later and wins a gold medal for now Japan. Now that's cool. How cool is that? Now that see, I love stories like uh, that. And now had that's brother cool. sister tandems before, but never like that where it was like boom, boom. boom. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, goosebumps. I right? love that. Now see, those so are the fun. those are the moments you look for and you watch the Olympics for. Yeah, not somebody. Do not shove political correctness down my throat. Don't tell me what your woke thoughts right. are. Your cancel culture. If you're there for Team USA. Doggone it, be, be proud. Te- right. And be there for Team USA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as we Carly continue, Patterson. There you go. Thank Carly you, Cleo. Patterson. Yeah, Carly Patterson. Um <laughs> yes. yeah, and actually was a friend of our family's and so a newer sister as well. Yeah. So um, but uh, yeah, yeah, there I you go. Her. Carly Patterson too. So we have a rich history of women stepping up on the US Olympic team. Oh, and Nastia, she's um, an Olympics coach now. I did not yep. know that. I absolutely Thank can believe you, Coach that. Quigley. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely cool. Yeah. So as we move forward, one of the other things I want to make note of is our clay shooting team. uh, Yes. Two North Texans. Yep. That are uh, in the hunt for a gold medal. In fact, they may have won one. I don't know if that was last night. Shooting hunt. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Shooting and hunt. They're in the hunt for a gold medal. Oh, you liked that? Ba-dum-bum. So, and then we had our uh, men's team. Ten, if I'm not yeah, they mistaken, all went through Woga Gymnastics, you're right. Uh, yeah. Ten meter air Thanks pistol uh, gold medal. Right. We got one of those. And then a first female gold medal for the U.S. in fencing. Oh, or foiling, as they very call it. cool. Yeah. Beat they Russia. don't call it fencing anymore? Well, they do. It's part of fencing. It's just a, 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 a part, part of, of it. Right. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And, uh, so, and she won a gold medal as well, going to medical school. Uh, and her husband and daughter oh, watched on. And Fred Nort uh, said the the American gal who took um, gold in Taekwondo. Oh, that's, that's right. right. First in U.S. history. That's so right. that's that's good stuff. So good stuff going on yeah. out there. It's not all wokeness. We have a lot of people that are just there just to, because they're there and they want to represent the United States. And, there and are there's some, yeah, yeah. There there are some good folks who are there who are truly proud to be representing America. If you're not, you know what? Pack it up and go home. You don't need right. a positive COVID test. Bust a move. You know what? I don't want to hear from you. Don't want to see right. you. And I'm, I'm telling you, the men's basketball team, I, I, I just, I won't watch them. Right. I, I just, I won't put myself through that. Yeah, I want to women's see women's soccer, not going to watch it, you no, know? And it's either. a shame because you know there's got to be a few folks on each of those teams that are the ones that make you want to cheer for them. But the ones who are being woke are doing what a good athlete who knows there's no I in team they're, they're stealing the spotlight right. for their own personal gain, for their own narcissism, whatever the case may be. And that takes away from everybody else who's there to be part of a team. Absolutely. I, I just, uh, All right. Well, with that, it is time for us to head out the door. Uh, have a great Monday. <laughs> Hopefully you had a great start to your week. Uh, don't forget, share this out with your friends. Tell them about J.P. Kathy and the crew. Go sign up on our YouTube page. And uh, join us. We're going to start flooding YouTube with J.P., Kathy, and the crew. And that's where we're going to be broadcasting from primarily. Share it to other entities. But we're going to primarily jump off of YouTube. So Bounce from that. Is that a thing? That's a thing. It became a thing. It's just now a thing. thing. (laughs) Now it's a thing. Hashtag it. I don't know. Hashtag it. Have a blessed day. (laughs) Have a blessed day. And heart and soul of Texas women um, from 10 to 11 today. So we'll see you then. Love y'all. Bye-bye.